Don't you love it when a little sweet pick-me-up comes out of the blue at you? you know, Had that ch- yesterday. Changes your whole frame of mind on the day. And goodness knows, you know, we needed those, a lot of those yesterday. Didn't change my whole frame of mind on the day, but I will tell you, um, our Phoebe, who is 12 and yeah. quite the artist, Mr. Sam, I know you know, she's just very artistic. She always has been. Well, she's in an art class now that's really kind of bringing more of that out. Mm-hmm. And I was, we were, it was after the show and I was... Um, reading more news stories out of Las Vegas and just kind of in it, yeah. you know, and Being feeling sponge. feeling very ugh, bad. And I got this text from Phoebe and I'm like, oh, she's supposed to be texting me right now. But when you, the first thing is, okay, go into mama bear mode. What's going on? She sent me a picture from her art class of something she had just finished and she's been telling me about this. She loves pitties like I do. Pit yeah. bulls. We love all dogs. She did this picture of two pitties, and she did this herself, hand-drawn. It's like pastel. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? That looks gorgeous. She's been doing that a lot lately. I've been telling her, not to take the fun out of her art, but I'm like, Phoebe, you could make a living doing pictures of people's pets. Yeah. She's not worried about that. Is she doing that from memory, or is she doing it from a photo? I don't she, know. I didn't ask that. Well, she usually does it from photos. Uh-huh. She's really good at that, but she usually has as a reference point so yeah. that she can do it on her own, but she starts better by to looking look. at something. We put it on our Facebook page so you can see it. It's really cute. Yeah, and it just yeah. it just picked me up. And then I I'm thought... I'm telling you, she draws so much better than I ever did. <laughs> I even think if I applied myself, I couldn't. All of my... I, I was just this side of a stick figure. You can't even read your handwriting, Murphy. I know, I know. Yeah, I think there's things like that that even if you have... I guess instruction or practice. You either There's have it or you, ha- or you don't have it. Yes, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. She's got it. And I don't got it. <laughs> Coming up with Murphy's Sam and Jody. All right, guys. Questions to ask if you are in a new relationship, but mm-hmm. not of the person across from you. Questions to ask yourself. Soul searching. Yes. All right. Coming up next, Jody has her good thing for today. Yeah. Uh, the first one, anyway. Uh, we're going to introduce you to ICU grandpa, who spends some time in the ICU with babies when their parents can't be there. I want to start today off with uh, some positivity. Goodness knows there's enough bad news around that we mm-hmm. ought to break it up with some good news. Good news. Jody's good thing. I need some good news. This started as a viral post online, and it's been shared thousands and thousands of times already, and it, and it, and rightly so. Yeah. They call him ICU Grandpa. Now, he's not the only grandpa or grandma in the world doing this, but I love it because he's been doing this. Um, for more than 12 years mm-hmm. his name is david he's retired and he was uh, he was doing this <clears throat> at an atlanta hospital recently he goes and they call him icu grandpa because imagine this imagine that your baby is in intensive care or neonatal intensive care right pediatric intensive care whatever one of the most um positive incredible things that you can do for a baby even a healthy baby think about a baby that's sick is to hold them they need human contact. Mm-hmm. Even the healthiest baby needs that to develop correctly, to feel, oh, okay, yeah. I'm a part of someone. That's why I don't, I will never think you can hold a baby too much, ever, ever, well, ever. Don't that. even get me started. Isn't that, well, that why do they love swaddling too? Same thing. Yeah, it's it a, makes them feel right. safe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, sometimes these parents are busy. They have to work. They have um, si- the baby's siblings at home. They have to. Right. So he goes and he holds babies for as long as needed when the parents can't be there. Here here he is. He sings to them. My only sunshine. 
<laughs> Very so softly. Asked me what I do here, and I told him, "Well, I hold babies. Sometimes I get puked on. I get peed on. It's great." <laughs> and they said, well, "Why would you do that?" And, yeah, they just don't get it. What, the kind of reward you can get from holding a baby like this. So, so wow. How old is he? He's 82 years old. Um, he didn't plan to do this. He mm-hmm. was at the hospital recovering from some injury that he had had, and he was walking out, and he saw he started talking to some nurses, and he saw this baby that the mom had to leave, and he decided they just started telling him about about them, and he was like, well, are there any volunteer opportunities here? And that was 12 years ago. Man, and he how started, sweet. Think how many just, babies he's cuddled. Right. And yeah. he, he says he gets more out of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Who can say, who can measure what good it is for them and for the families to know that their babies are getting that human contact they need when they can't be there. Good news. Jody's good thing. All right, coming up. So you're in a relationship and there are questions and you've got questions, but the questions really should be to yourself. Find out why next. Hanging out with you is our favorite thing. So uh, come on and hang out with us on Facebook. Be sure to like us. That way you always know when we go Facebook Live. And, of course, you can follow us on Instagram. Call it Carpool Facebook Live a lot of times in the afternoon. Yeah, that's true. You did that last week, Joe. All right, guys, look. These are the questions to ask if you're in a new relationship, but not of the person across the table from you or you're holding hands with. This is, these are the questions to ask yourself. This jumped out at me because I'm such a – I just – this is – screams to me so wait being honest with yourself you, about your relationship these aren't questions you should ask before you're in the relationship that's, yeah, that's what i'm new. thinking shouldn't you do this i guess so searching before you sit down with that person true true um i guess so very grown up Why of you to I say here? that sam but there these are five things to ask yourself if you're new in a relationship and i guess okay. getting to know that other person and this is fascinating to me one of them really we're going to get to it one of them really speaks to me first number one am i being honest about what i want so the example here would be if you're on a date with somebody and you know you don't want any more children and they're like, oh, you know they're going to want children. Yeah. Be careful before getting involved for too long. Because what if you end up having real feelings and then you put yourself in a pickle? Yeah. Right? Or yeah. Even, even something as basic as I'm just here for fun and they're looking for yeah. their, you know, their soulmate. Or be whatever. honest about what Is you that, really want. Is that the t-shirt you should wear? <laughs> I'm just here for fun. I'm not here it's for Mr. a soulmate. Right. It's Mr. Right now, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two. God, this is so important. Are you being genuine on your dates? Mm-hmm. Are you being your genuine self? How many people have you seen? I feel like this happens that when you're younger more often than when you grow older um, is that you kind of will. There's some people who will mold themselves to be to fit with the person they're with. Yes. Instead of being really who you are. See, that was one of the things that when I went out the last time, yeah, whenever that did the online dating a mm-hmm. year or two ago. Yeah. It was like that was one thing I made myself ahead of time. Made yourself be yourself? Yeah, it's like we're not going to be covering up any. There's too much stuff that's going on. If you want to know about it, just ask. You couldn't keep all that straight anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You do yourself a favor but, if you're honest with yourself. Yeah. It's human nature, though, especially in your early relationships. To, yeah. I mean, you you want your best self. Yeah, and if you really you. like somebody, yeah. it's hard to go, this isn't going to work because I like you a lot, but you're not going to like this about me. It's very, very right. difficult. Um, there's, I'm an astronaut, and I'm not really here on <laughs> Earth a lot. So, Oh, man. Um, the biggest one to me is number three. What does my gut say? I believe mm. in trusting your gut. How many times have you been in a situation and your 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 inner voice is talking to you, but you don't you it, shut yeah, it down because yeah. mm-hmm. you want to continue? Yeah. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot about being true to yourself. And there's two more. 
questions to ask yourself if you're new in a relationship. Okay, we'll get to those next. Sam, you might need this before too long. Okay. You just never know. Jody's got some good questions going there. Questions to ask yourself when you're in a new relationship or are just about to start. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of torn because some of these, it's almost like you should know before you go into the first date. You know what I mean? Like the trusting your gut, Jody. Trusting your gut for which, sure. Which also means you know not predetermining that you've got to be in a relationship. Because I remember at, when I was in college... There were two relationships that I got into simply because I wanted to be in a relationship yeah. instead of just actually being trusting my gut. They were both good people, but I knew from the beginning it, that thing that clicks wasn't there. Yeah. You well, kind of like what you said, Jody, though, is it, it does help you, uh, over time. As you mature, you know, like trusting your gut. I would have been the same way or I was the same way yeah. when I was younger. It's just like, oh, no, I just want the relationship. Right. Yeah. Right. And you don't listen to those voices, but trusting your gut is so super important. You know, it's always there. Mm-hmm. So listen to it. That's important to me. And so these are, you know, for in the beginning of a relationship, questions to ask yourself, being honest with yourself. Number four, this is big too. What do your friends and family think mm-hmm. of this person? A lot of times you want to go, no, this is me. I get to do yeah. what I want. Da, 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 da. But your friends and family know you yeah. well. They can see if something doesn't add up. I'm yeah. not saying listen to I'm not I think saying you need to be careful about that one though because they're not the ones in the relationship and you, you are. Right. You do you have know? to live your own life, but if your mama doesn't like somebody, you need to take note, right? Yeah, and your your mama also needs to open up her mouth ahead of time. Not that I'm saying from oh. personal experience. Oh, you don't Sam. wait till it's all over to say, "Well, you know, I never did like her." I could have avoided spot. these first three marriages if uh-huh. I had just yeah. <laughs> it's a tricky spot to be in. Yeah. You've been in that spot before. We've all been in the spot before where you don't want to say something to somebody when you think that they're really not in a good match. Uh, if they, yeah, if they seem is, happy. That's tricky business. But just uh, give. I'm not saying stop dating somebody if your friends and family don't like them. I'm saying <laughs> think about it. Take it into account because it matters. They've known you a long, long time. Yeah. My, my Number, mom doesn't like you. <laughs> there's a song. Yeah, that'll pretty much wrap it right yeah. there. And number five questions to ask yourself in a new relationship what do you see happening when you first don't see eye to eye when you have a first big Mm. blow up or whatever what do you see happening you know do you think that you can handle conflict with this person because if you go forward in a relationship you're you're gonna have conflict you're gonna have conflict with the nicest person on the planet mary poppins would have had conflict with somebody yeah so Look ahead to that. That was good with those first four. That last one. That's hard, huh, Sam? Yeah, yeah. Um, There are five great questions to ask. You can get them at murphysamandjody.com. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. I guess the other question to ask is, am I okay with having a new dog at the house every couple of weeks? Oh, we have a new foster (laughs) baby, and Murphy is at the top of my love list for this one. I do. I'm on board. We look forward to hanging out with you all day, even after work today. Join us for Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show. Something exclusively you get on the podcast. Got a new episode every single day. Sam, I'm so super excited to introduce you to my new foster baby. Um, her name is Cat, spelled with a K. Cat. K-A-T. It's, it's a dog a, named Cat. It's a dog named Cat. I know. So as a reminder, Jody's passion is fostering. We've got four dogs of our own, and so there's always a fifth in the pack that we, mm-hmm. you know, we get from the shelter, and then we find it a home. And so this is number thirty. What two? I think it's number 32. Foster baby number 32. And here's the deal. We waited a little bit longer in between this time to give our pack a break because we had an incident with the last foster dog, which is hard. But um, Usually there aren't incidents like that. This, I'm going to tell you, this foster is a dream. She is. Okay, so the deal is we go and... 
I like to pick out our, our own foster. We look at size, you know, temperament. They've all passed their temperament. What is it called? Temperament test yeah. and all that. So we take them out into the yard. And, and the girls didn't go this time. It was just me and Murphy. And it was so sweet because every single dog that we brought out and played with, we wanted to bring home mm-hmm. to foster. It was really a difficult decision. And this girl, at the end, we're standing in the lobby just talking to my friend there. And I'm like, I don't know which one to bring and this girl, cat, is very laid back. In fact, she was, I've never seen a dog in the shelter do this. She was laying on her back with her paws in the air asleep. <laughs> She's like, That's what like else? the ultimate sign of comfort. Yeah. Yeah. At the shelter where a lot of dogs are just shut down or nervous or just, oh, look, me, 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 me. They're all different. Well, she had been there a long time. She, I, said, I said, out of the three we looked at, I'm like, so who's been here the longest? And they said, cat. So I was like, that's it. Bring her to me. And she's so beautiful and different. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, there's no other dog in the world that looks like her. She's an American Pit Bull Terrier. So she's got a pity face. Those pity faces that we love. Um, but she has unusual markings. She looks like a Catahoula dog or yeah. something. Her markings are really cool. What Murphy likes it, likes about her, she's easygoing. <laughs> More so than any dog we've had recently that we fostered. I think she's going to find her forever home soon. I really mm. do. Yeah. So Kat will be a short-term foster because she's so darn cute. Well, I'm going to tell you this. This is what's sweet to me. You know, this is a day. Murphy's Murphy's about keeping his schedule and being busy and getting things done. And you let me take my time. Like, we really spent a lot of time there. So thank you for doing that and letting me take my time picking. You're welcome. You know, um, because it's important to me. And whether we have her for a short term or a long term, it doesn't matter. She's going to have to get a good home. They're going to have to be really good. Because she's special. I just like the fact that you have a dog named Cat. I know. <laughs> Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood outsider. All right, despite a lot of media confusion yesterday, uh, we did lose rock legend Tom Petty. He did pass away last night. I'll tell you about that coming up next. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. So after a lot of confusion yesterday in the media about is he the, it, did he pass away did he not Tom Petty has been reported now that his manager confirmed that he passed away peacefully last night at 8:40 p.m. surrounded by family his bandmates and friends didn't he just wrap up a tour recently too yeah i'm did you his catch most that recent Murphy? performance was on uh, the monday night a week ago was the last time that he performed in person uh-huh. in California locally. Yeah, it was a tour, a 40th anniversary tour that took him on the road from April to August. And he had planned dates next month. Right. So he was, I mean, he always seemed to be touring. Yeah, he's yeah. one of those guys that was always out on the road. It was just part well, of who he was. He loved music and he, he rolled in with a lot of other pioneers that were older than him. That was an interview that I heard yesterday, you know, that most of his idols, Roy Orbison, George Harrison, and some of those others were people who were much older than him, mm-hmm. or at least like 10 to 15 years older than him. Okay, and what he worked weird, with them in that band. I can never say the name of it the right. Traveling Wilburys. Yeah. Traveling, yeah. yes. That was sort of the resurgence. But, I mean, he's like, he's a classic rock icon. The weirdest thing, though, was the media going back and forth yeah. yesterday on how his death was reported because it he had a heart attack, but apparently he wasn't going to recover from that. But they... Uh, they reported that he had, had died. Not, they, yeah, right. The words, it was printed, he had D-I-E-D, died. And I know had, because I, I looked at it on a few... I was looking for confirmation. Yeah. And it was confirmed by some seriously well-established yeah. media outlets well, that he passed. It was retracted a few times yesterday yeah. when the LAPD came back and said... Because what had happened is they put him... He had a DNR, whatever, do not resuscitate. Yes. Right. And so when he wasn't coming back, they pulled him off life support and they knew it was a matter of time. It's really sad, though. I mean, classic rock icon, you know? Um, 
what the quote that I read yesterday that I thought, oh man, that's true. Somebody once said about him, and it's true. Tom Petty's music sounded like America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has there ever been anything more true yeah. about somebody's music? Yeah. He was the, the pure American rock and roll. He had played sure. the Super Bowl halftime show. He had he was always on tour. He embraced MTV, and he was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And 66 is just too young. Yeah, you're right about that. That was the one that caught me, I think, the most, is that fact. Did you check last night to see, Sam, if that documentary is still on Netflix? No, I did not. But it was if it's still on there, in fact, I'll look it up. It's still, if it's still on there, it is a great way to... Three hours. Yeah. So much to know. Tom Petty. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Jody's Good Things story it really is heartwarming, sweet, and... Uh, just a truly positive way to start your day today. So you can check it out at MurphySamAndJody.com or on the podcast. His name is ICU Grandpa. And his not- nickname is ICU yeah. Grandpa. He's not in ICU because he's hurt. He's actually taking care of infants and babies, and it's really sweet. Check it out at MurphySamAndJody.com. Remember um, a couple weeks ago, I told you my mom wound up with uh, some car time with Maddie, a couple hours riding in the car. Yes, Sam. Oh, yeah. and telling I- stories about you. Yeah, telling stories about little baby Sammy. Uh, and I thought, you know, it would be nice if she would have more time to spend with Maddie and my mom, uh, would have more time to spend with each other. I found out something else that they discussed. That, um, and Maddie asked me this when we were in the grocery store uh, the past couple of days. And she said, do you know where these candies are? Mimi had these candies. Um, and she said there was some kind of butter. I was like, butter Butterscotch? And she said, yeah, really? that was it. They were so good. She had those and she had all these mints. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what uh, Mimi's are good for. You know, starlight mints and butterscotch. And a lot of other things. Yeah. But... And so she wanted me to buy her uh, a little bag of butterscotch. And so I bought her that's you know, so a bag cute. of butterscotch. And the, and the funny thing is, I realized I haven't taken had a butterscotch candy in years. Yeah. I mean, to me, they were always the ones at the bottom of the... Uh, that you didn't like. Trick-or-treat bag that was like that and the Starlight Mints and a couple others. It's just like, yeah. Why do those have such the older demographic appeal? Because you know I mean? that's when they were at the height of their popularity. Yeah, but and, your mom is not... I mean, how old is your mom? 78-ish. 70. See, I mean, because... I think of like butterscotch from my grandmother's generation, which was kind of like the mm, World War II generation. That. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I took Maddie, gave me a butterscotch, and I tried it out, and it's like, wow, you know, this They does, are good. They are good. Uh-huh. And it brings back memories of certain things. Yeah. And it has that caramel kind of feel to it. it but was like, buttery. Yeah, but buttery. Exactly. And, and before she went home, I wound up eating about a dozen of her candies. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You know that... I put some in my pocket just in case. You know <laughs> that seven-layer dessert thing I make all the time, the seven-layer yes. bars? Part of it's butterscotch chips. Mm. It's part of the layers, and they get melty. Yeah. It's ridiculously good. But yeah, it's a it's a grandma candy. Yeah, it's a little throwback. Straight I enjoy up. It. Yeah, apparently, it's becoming a Sam candy now, though. Mm. <laughs> I was wondering what that smell yeah. was. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Got to tell you the funniest Michael Jackson thriller story yet because mm-hmm. we finally showed Phoebe the thriller video, which she had never seen. Yeah, on retro. Next. You know, Sam, I've forever said, and I still believe that the greatest song Michael Jackson ever gave the world to me in my opinion is Thriller I mean when that because plays the video or just the song, the song itself the song by itself now the video was incredible mm-hmm. and certainly groundbreaking and all that but the song to me is a masterpiece and when it comes on I cannot help but crank it 
Well, I think it know, should play all of October. What was kind of cool, though, is when our you know girls started to grow up and get older, they got into Michael Jackson, too. You know what's weird? They got most exposed to Michael Jackson when he passed away. Yeah, and of course. Said, you know, because yeah. the music kind of came back again. Of course. And our youngest, Phoebe, used to be scared of the Thriller song <laughs> because of the, Just you know, the, the sounds at the beginning. Yeah, and at the end. She'd never, Price. she'd never seen the video, but all the Vincent Price stuff scared her. She doesn't like scary mm-hmm. in any form or fashion. Um, but, I mean, she's older now, so we're cranking Thriller the other day, and I said, Phoebe, have you ever seen the Thriller video? She was like, no. I said, you have got to see it, because I just, the, the twist and all that, I need her to see it, I want her to see it. Yeah. So we showed it to her, and she doesn't like scary at all, so I was watching her, you know what I'm saying, you're watching it, but I'm clocking her pretty hard. And she laughed at it, just well, like anything old, because it's so old. I know it was it, so cheesy. It looks cheesy, but I mean, it was so brilliant for his time, and the dancing's incredible. Oh my god, she did appreciate the dancing. Like you've never, you got to check this. Yeah, and she did love it. Um, she loves the makeup. So I said, she liked makeup so much. Let's watch the um, making of Thriller, right? Which is also old. I get it. But we showed her some of the making well, of it. But you now, I mean, you saw it when it came out. You've yeah. seen it now. Did you see what she was saying? Yes. About it? it really does I look do. old. Yes. It's just kind of old for what it was. The special effects and all the things that you thought were so cool are just by today's standards. But again, that's what I think that's what makes you appreciate the talent part. And I love the, the making. I love the making of anything. But the behind the scenes and hearing Michael Jackson talking about how he got into the character once he was in full makeup was mm-hmm. cool. You put this thing on, and you slowly metamorphosizing into this whole other person. And when you look at yourself in the mirror, you can't help but let. The whole mood and the character of it come to life. You can see the way it should walk, the way it should react, the way it should move. Doesn't sound fierce, does he? No. no. She, um, she loved and dug the video, which, yeah. thank goodness, like, stay till the end. It's great. But um, she was out for the making yeah, of Yeah, I know. So Jody and I kind of finished that up together. Double, double on the cheese factor there. Still, to me, the greatest song yeah. he ever did, in my opinion. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Okay, guys, we're going to celebrate the love pouring into Las Vegas and that community there after the mass shooting. And superstar, country star Keith Urban explains how he explained it all to his children. Let's go ahead and tell you about some of the love pouring into the Las Vegas community and coming from the Las Vegas community after the mass horrible shooting that happened there just the other night. Um, You know... Do you know that the lights on Vegas, the strip, it was dark last night? Did you see that? Didn't see that. They did that. And it's the first time they've ever done that, that I can remember, mm-hmm. you know, just to honor those victims right now. They're all still reeling in that community, but that community has really stepped up. A Clark County Commission, they started a GoFundMe page yesterday morning, mm-hmm. not long after, because they realized, okay, a lot of victims and a lot of victims' families will need immediate assistant, fi- assistance financially just to deal with this. Right. In every possible way, medical, you know, travel expenses to get the family there. If it was your child, you'd want to be there. Well, plus it involves so many people. It does. It's it's so, With the, the know, hospitals were overwhelmed. Right, the 59 that were killed and then the over so, 500 that were injured. So they started over 530, yeah. <clears throat> they started this <clears throat> GoFundMe page with a goal of like $3.5 million, and they're nearly there. Thanks to a lot of anonymous donations and just regular Americans sending in 20 bucks here, 50 bucks there, whatever you can. But also, Iron Mike Tyson gave $10,000. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Kid Rock, 10. Florida Georgia Line, the Chainsmokers all came in with uh, $10,000. And then the NFL Foundation for the uh, Raiders, 
and the Raiders are about to move to Las Vegas. They're relocating to Las Vegas, so they are about to be a Las Vegas team. Mm -hmm. They sent Mm $50,000, and the message was, the heart of Raider Nation is with you, Las Vegas. I know there were vigils, all like UNLV. They had candlelight vigils last night, and in Nashville, uh, some country music stars got together and just did a vigil for for those in country for for everybody for right. the whole nation um and keith urban was there and not only playing music but discussing how he talked to his young daughter about what happened in vegas our nine-year-old as i was driving her to school said to me dad you seem quiet i said yeah I said, a lot of people killed last night and she said did you know any of them and I said, not that I know of. And then she said, well, then why are you so sad? I said, well, these were innocent people, horrifically taken. And they're like family. It's the one thing about country music that's always been at the center. It's about community. And so I did know those people in that way. Yeah. That's Keith Urban from a vigil last night in Nashville. And I'm sure that we'll have many more of those to come. It's, in a, it's so much larger than just the country you know, music community, yeah. obviously, you know, morning today. And if you're just getting into a new relationship, the five questions that you should ask, not the other person. Why did I do this? Why did I do this? <laughs> the questions you should ask yourself before you get into it at murphysamandjody.com. Um, new books that are available this month, since we're in a new month, and you know we do the Not So Serious Book Club here. Yeah. One of them is definitely going into our book club. It's just not available yet. Uh, Murphy, I'm already being asked to pre-order and buy this or get this from our Taylor. It's the new John Green book. Mm-hmm. You guys know who John Green is? Yeah, doesn't he, he write wrote, sappy books for kids? Not kids. Teens. Teenagers yeah. and young adults. Um, he wrote The Fault in Our Stars and several other books that Taylor just gobbled up. She just finally read Looking for Alaska. Mm-hmm. Actually, because I finally let her read that one. Well, she was asking me for that two or three years ago, mm-hmm. and I knew some of the subject matter was much more grown up. She's 16 now, so I'm like, okay, here you go. And she did gobble it up. Yeah. So the next one is called, and it's due, it's going to be available this month on the 17th. It's called Turtles All the Way Down. All these titles. I'm sorry. October 10th. Gave you the wrong date. October 10th for John Green's new book, Turtles All the Way Down. It's about a 16-year-old girl who lives with an obsessive compulsive disorder. And she begins investigating the disappearance of a local person, a local figure, in a typical John Green style. Yeah. Emotional, quick-witted, page-turner. You get it. Um, And this is a topic that's very personal to him, apparently. Mm -hmm. Someone dealing and living with... Uh, some problems in their childhood. Probably makes for some of his best writing. Then. Yeah, no kidding. Um, there's another book out this month, Sam, that you might be very well interested in. It's from Tom Hanks. Oh, um, is it about his typewriters? I don't think it's about his typewriters, but it's <laughs> called Uncommon Type. Uh-huh. You know, he collects typewriters, yeah, right? Yeah, he does. And so he's, he collects manual typewriters. Old typewriters, yeah. Yeah, he's and supposedly he, I guess he did he did some of the work on manual typewriters for this. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's seventeen short stories that he wrote. Oh, and apparently, according to the reviews, I'm reading it right now. Not short. Yeah, yeah, three hundred um, pages into an eleven hundred page book. Uh, seventeen hundred. Anyway, um, so uncommon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so uncommon type stories by Tom Hanks. Seventeen different short stories. You know, everything from a recent divorcee trying to deal with unwanted advances from a neighbor to someone trying to pursue their American dream, all written by Tom Hanks. Huh. And the reviews say 
filled with humor and warmth, which is what you expect from Tom Hanks. So get these links for new books available this month at murphysamandjody.com. We call it our not-so-serious book club. Coming up next, next, producer David's got the mailbag. You know, we love to hear from you. Have a comment from our Facebook page from Summer about something that happened in Las Vegas during the mass shootings that yeah. we haven't talked about a lot yet. We'll do that next. It's time for the producer's mailbag. We love to hear from you more than anything. You can jump in um, on Facebook, on Instagram, or online. And um, 877-310-4MSJ, anytime you want to give us a call. What's in that bag today, David? Well, we're going to be talking about the shootings that happened in Las Vegas, because after the show yesterday, we mentioned about, you know, there's a lot of graphic material out there, and you got to be able to explain to your kids exactly what's happening. And Yeah, how do you censor it or filter it or well, make it age-appropriate, really? It's age-appropriateness, really. mm-hmm. and it depends on what kind of things you talk to your kids about in your house. I mean, everybody gets a different... You know, you, you reserve the right to how much you want to talk about it right. with your mm-hmm. kids. I mean, everybody handles it differently. And as unfortunate as this that as this was, this whole situation, there's always some type of good you can find in it. Yeah. For example, Summer wrote in, she said, I watched several videos of the shooting as it was happening. Mm-hmm. Men covering girls they were with, the younger people helping push those in wheelchairs to safety, others mm-hmm. carrying ones that had been injured to help. No amount of hate or ignorance can or should overshadow the humanity that was shown. This Pe- is true. People risking their own lives to help strangers next to them. As right. Americans, we should show how great we are. Don't share the monster that did this he doesn't need to be known i um i saw the pictures of the um of someone a younger person pushing somebody in a wheelchair mm-hmm. uh, and i also i was i had to stop watching some of it you know after a yeah. while you just i just had to stop self-regulate you know how much you let in or whatever um but i also saw that some there weren't enough ambulances for how many people needed to be taken to hospitals right away did you see that well, somebody just opened you- up his own truck and said just Let's start piling people in and get them to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of sacrifice like that. A lot of what do you do in that situation? Right. There's well, no preparing for yeah, it. Yeah. And there's just the sheer numbers. You're not going to probably have enough ambulances in the area just because of the amount of people involved. I heard that the hospitals were overwhelmed and rightly so. Right. And there's a lot of hospitals in that area. Thank you, Summer. And Patty says, we need to focus on love and healing. But how do you heal from that if you're in this situation? I don't know. That's a mental health professional answer. It is, and time. You know what I mean? It's not like a you can erase it and it goes away. So that's a valid question. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all the time. We love to hear from you on our Facebook page or on Instagram in the producer's mailbag. Coming up next, Jody's got the Hollywood Outsider. It was confirmed last night by Tom Petty's manager that he did pass away. So yeah. coming up next, you know, while the confusion and just celebrating such a legend. We'll do that next. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. After much media confusion and and correct reporting yesterday, uh, Tom Petty's manager confirmed last night, and here's the statement, he died peacefully at 8.40 p.m. surrounded by family, his bandmates, and friends. Mm -hmm. Um, He was only 66 years old. 66 years old. Somebody I definitely wanted to see in concert and never did, unfortunately. And you know the weird thing about the story is I, the confusion over it. I guess this is what happens when everybody races to get the story out first. It is. He did have a heart attack that he, he never regained consciousness from late Sunday evening. So there's confusion but, and then racing is, right. was why that happened. Well, yeah. um, my favorite Tom Petty song is American Girl. This one. Oh my gosh. What a great... It's, it's Americana. Um, this was from his first album. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Like the first... 
Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers album, but I'm going to be honest, I knew of it, but I got re-familiarized with it in the early 90s with the movie Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Like, what is that jam? I can't get out of my head that the first girl who was taken was listening to. See, yeah. I forgot that it was in that movie. <laughs> That's it, it reintroduced me and I was like, yeah. man, new fan again. Yeah. What my, about you, Sam? My, mine kind of goes back to the old Tom Petty and Don't Do Me Like That. Just like this sound of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It's happy. Yeah, it, it's just rock and roll. It is. One of the quotes that um, Don't I saw like today, that. I saw online today, is that Tom Petty's music sounds like America. Mm-hmm. So true. What about you, Murph? God, there's so many good ones. It's but hard. The, the, the first one that made him a big hit in America was on that same album as Breakdown. Was Baby, Breakdown. Go ahead, give it to me. This is the one that put him on the map. Early 20s, straight out of Gainesville. He, um, nobody sounded like him, and nobody else ever will sound like him. No. To tell you about no. some, not that you needed to know this, but he played the Super Bowl halftime show. He was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He also embraced MTV. So I remember seeing him all over MTV. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like with a top hat on or something that's coming into my brain. Remember- Remember Mary Jane's Last Dance, big yeah. on TV? That was cool. I mean, to me, that was like another cool kind of, you know, resurgence in the 80s for him. Well, he once said that some of his songs were like magic because they literally came out of the air to him. Yeah. They came out of the sky into his brain and then right onto the paper. Who played Mary Jane in the video? You Kim Basinger, maybe? Yeah. yeah, it was a famous actress. Yeah, Kim Basinger, Bassinger, however you say her name. Tom Petty passed away peacefully at the age of 66 last night uh, around 8.40 p.m. Surrounded by family, his bandmates, and friends. Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. How in the world do you choose between the Chromecast, the Amazon Fire Stick, or the Roku? That's next. So most of the world is doing streaming binge watching all that it, it, most of this is an increase in the watch of uh, I, I guess streaming like the roku and the amazon fire right and you know google has their own version and apple tv apple tv was actually the first but apple tv doesn't have the biggest market share no which it is just interesting. doesn't do it Mm-mm. well and i don't i mean i don't know why because i mean to me anybody that was like a mac freak absolutely they were all about apple mm-hmm. tv well, at wait what well, does it, i'm it, sorry to ask a dumb question is it because of what they have and don't have they don't have everything right or do they? I, I mean, honestly, I don't know the difference now because there's so many competitors on the market for everything. I have no idea okay. anymore. Okay. It seemed to me that Apple TV was kind of like one of those, oh, cool. You're one of the cool kids if you had it at yeah. first. But now, but Roku actually has the lead, and um, oh. and they're about to come out with their latest players. Uh, and I didn't realize that they're, they're improved players because the technology is better. The streaming experience is supposed to be better. Jody and I have a problem with ours where it will Wait, just freeze up. does that mean up. we're about to, oh, when they... When they when they upgrade too quickly and I just got used to it, am I going to be, you know, <laughs> no. lagging You mean now? like the menu? I don't know. What I'm it's, saying. It, they're probably just, you know, it, these are, they have two versions. They have a bigger version and then they have the one that's the stick that just goes yeah. inside of your TV. Hmm. And so both versions are being upgraded. And I guess the stick is the one that they're making a little bit faster now so that it doesn't freeze frame and pixelate and yeah, things like that. Yeah, my stick freeze frames during some uh, football events, which is not Ooh. a good time for it to freeze frame. Ooh, right? You know, sorry. when the quarterback goes back to throw and you don't know what happened. But and- you're hearing <laughs> stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's- oh my God, you're never going to believe that catch. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. I love that we have all this great technology and yes, upgrade, upgrade, but it kind of feels like you can't keep up. 
Yeah. And that's with everything. Well, Phones. Te- technology's always been that way. Yes. You know, better, faster, and newer. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, these, these are going to be out. The new versions will be for the Roku will be out in October. And I'm sure the competitors will have theirs yeah. so, uh, you know, following soon behind. In time for Stranger Things Season 2. True. That's this month. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Want to share and highlight some of the good things going on in the world. And we're going to introduce you to... ICU grandpa. He's not in ICU himself. He's there volunteering, holding yeah. babies. Tell you about him next. I want to start today off with uh, some positivity. Goodness knows there's enough bad news around that we ought mm-hmm. to break it up with some good news. Good news. Jody's good thing. I need some good news. This started as a viral post online and it's been shared thousands and thousands of times already and it, and it, and rightly so. Yeah. They call him ICU Grandpa. Now, he's not the only grandpa or grandma in the world doing this, but I love it because he's been doing this um, for more than 12 years. Mm-hmm. His name is David. He's retired, and he was uh, he was doing this <clears throat> at an Atlanta hospital recently. He goes, and they call him ICU Grandpa because imagine this. Imagine that your baby is in intensive care or neonatal intensive care. Right. Pediatric intensive care, whatever. One of the most um, positive, incredible things that you can do for a baby, even a healthy baby, think about a baby that's sick, is to hold them. They need human contact. Mm -hmm. Even the healthiest baby needs that to develop correctly, to feel, oh, okay, I'm a part of someone. That's why I don't. I will never think you can hold a baby too much, ever, ever, well, ever. Don't that. even get me started. Isn't that well? That why do they love swaddling too? Same thing. Yeah, it's it a, makes them feel right. safe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know sometimes these parents are busy. They have to work. They have um, si- the baby siblings at home. They have to. Right. So he goes and he holds babies for as long as needed when the parents can't be there. Here, here he is. He sings to them. My only sunshine. Very softly. Asked me what I do here, and I told him, "Well, I hold babies. Sometimes I get puked on. I get peed on. It's great." <laughs> and they said, well, "Why would you do that?" And, yeah, they just don't get it. What, the kind of reward you can get from holding a baby like this. How old is he? He's 82 years old. Um, He didn't plan to do this. He Mm -hmm. was at the hospital recovering from some injury that he had had, and he was walking out, and he he started talking to some nurses, and he saw this baby that the mom had to leave, and he decided... They just started telling him about about them, and he was like, "Well, are there any volunteer opportunities here?" And that was twelve years ago. Man, and he How started. Sweet. I think I mean he just, babies. He's cuddled right, and yeah. he he says he gets more out of it. Mm-hmm. But you know, who can say? Who can measure what good it is for them and for the families to know that their babies are getting that human contact they need mm. when they can't be there? Good news, Jody's good thing. Coming up next, guys, let's celebrate the life and music of Tom Petty and why there was so much confusion yesterday about his condition. That's next. Tom Petty did pass away last night around 8.40 p.m. This is confirmed by his manager. Um, he said His longtime manager it said that he, was, he passed away peacefully, surrounded by family, bandmates, and friends. Mm-hmm. A lot of confusion early on in the day yesterday, too, because he had... He'd had a heart attack Sunday night, and I guess never really regained consciousness from that, but the media had pronounced him as passed before it had actually happened. Yeah, yeah several rest. big, like, important 
trustworthy right. news outlets. And that Oops. rush to get out there and say, we were first saying yeah. it, we were first saying it, they didn't double check And when you sources. see that from a trusted outlet, then you, you go, okay, yeah. then it's true. So it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, I was explaining it to our oldest daughter, Taylor, uh, and she... <laughs> She said, "Dad, I know who Tom Petty is." Okay, yeah. <laughs> she's been, I mean, she's been around, you know, enough of the music, and I mean, you know, you got this big, you know, start with the iconic sound of the 1970s mm-hmm. and another reinvention in the 1980s, and then he and George Harrison from the Beatles and Jeff Lynne from ELO started hanging out, and yeah, formed that Traveling Wilsberries thing with Roy Orbison. You know, but the dude, the dude was just performing a week ago. You know what I mean? Again, yeah. another one of those rock and roll legends who never stopped. I hate to state the obvious here, but he always seemed to be just like so comfortable in his own skin. Like, I don't care what anybody else thinks of me. Such a nice freedom in seeing somebody like that. He did. And the fact that that that, that could go on for so long that nothing ever, nothing ever seemed to change him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's another one of my favorite songs. It would have been like, I probably maybe around 1980. I was a kid when it came out. This one. called you got lucky (laughs) look i've always been fascinated with lyrics and a great lyric a great lyric hook um is poetry Mm -hmm. and he had so many just killer especially just intro lyrics you know what i mean yeah so she it's all right if you love me it's all right if you don't yes oh god and his quotes i'm reading quotes this morning online in 2014 he said he was asked about what do you think about pop music pop music isn't very good it's not designed for anybody over 12. He says, my boy band was the Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> That's all he had to say about it, you yeah. know? Didn't hold back, though. In discussion. Uh, Tom, Petty, Tom Petty passed away at the age of 66 last night, confirmed by his manager, surrounded by family, bandmates, and friends. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. We'll take you to all the celebrities and love pouring into Las Vegas after the horrible mass shooting. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Let's tell you about some of the celebrities who've really stepped up to help those in Las Vegas after the mass shooting. So the Clark County Commission started this GoFundMe page yesterday morning when they realized, okay, we have a situation here where we definitely need funds right now. Well, so many people are injured and so many medical services were needed immediately. One mm-hmm. of the hospitals received 180 patients within like an hour. Yeah. Like, can you imagine being a worker in that hospital trying to help everybody at one time? So it's like there's so much funding needed. And so they said, let's do the goal of of three million dollars. And they they're nearly at three. And a lot of those donations come in from all over the country, from everyday Americans. But also um, Iron Mike Tyson, ten thousand mm. dollars. Same amount kit from Kid Rock. Florida Georgia Line, the chain smokers kicked in nice. um, $10,000. And then the NFL Foundation kicked in on behalf of the uh, Raiders. I say Oakland Raiders, but they're about to be the Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders. Raiders yes. And they said, Raider Nation, love is coming to you. And they gave $50,000. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood Outsider. Did this earlier and we posted it on our Facebook page and on uh, murphysamandjody.com. The five questions to ask yourself if you're new in a relationship, you're in a new relationship, not to ask the other person. This is deeper. It's like, think about this before you keep going forward. Two of them that jump out at me that I love, I think it's very important. And man, if I'd have done this years ago. Not that anything would be different in my life. Uh, I was going to say, one of the five questions you need to ask yourself. Years ago, years ago. Um, One is pay attention to what your family and friends think about someone new in your life. 
doesn't mean that they live your life. You get to live your own life. I feel that and believe that. But if your family and friends see something that you don't maybe want to see because love is blind, you know, think about it. Give it a little weight, at least a little weight. I, we all know, just, especially we, if there's more than one person saying it to you, mm-hmm. or yeah. not saying it, just you know, giving the face, you're getting so the vibes. You. Yeah. yeah, you're getting the vibes that are you. You know, if somebody says, "Are you sure?" The other one that jumped out at me was just trust your gut, listen to your gut. Yes. How many times have we all been in a situation that you really wanted to happen, but there's some little voice inside going, right. mm-hmm. "But wait, but wait, don't that, ignore this." That comes with maturity too. It does. Knowing to listen to your voice, even if it's telling you something you don't want to hear, so crazy. Um, go get the full list of all five things to ask yourself in a new relationship at murphysamandjody.com. Yeah, you know, last week we kind of glanced over this one, but uh, the Toys R Us had declared bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, the actual brick, brick and mortar stores have declared bankruptcy. It's not going to affect anything right now as far as you going to the stores because it's bankruptcy protection, which means you can the still stores go. Stay, stay open. But one of the, or a couple of the things that they're going to be trying this holiday season to get more people back into the stores is uh, setting up, uh, right now it's just at a few dozen, they're going to set up play areas for the kids to come and try out the toys. Really? Before you buy the toys. Mm. You know, I always thought Toys R Us was just a giant play area anyway, because it was all... It It felt that way to you? It just seemed like the kids were playing with toys right off the shelves. You you went, you mean as a dad, and they were playing. Yeah. Yeah. It just seemed no matter what they were oh, playing. Yeah. And they're going to set up virtual reality stations where you can bring in uh, your smartphone or a pad. You scan something and it'll let you play some virtual reality stuff say, as well. got to say, it's smart yeah. because that's what they can offer that online shopping, which is the biggest competitor, can't, right. is an experience. Come in and experience it as long as it's handled correctly. Like as long as people aren't just leaving their kids to, and, you the, know unsupervised to just do right. whatever as long as you got, be supervised as long as you have that and as long as you have i guess employees kind of keeping things sort of straight because otherwise it's just going to be a giant playroom with just yeah. legos everywhere yeah i don't know if this was the case for you also that just, i'm just saying this as a parent my experience in the past at toys r us was that where's somebody to check me out yeah like please can you you know what i'm saying that mm-hmm. was one strike against them so if they're trying to correct things in store that's one place to start customer too. service yeah customer service thank you for spending your work day with us um guys remember to log on to murphysamandjody.com for some new additions to the not so serious book club uh-huh. new fiction coming from john green our tailor is already begging for this one and it's mm-hmm. fine with me if she ooh to see if she can get AR points for it at school. Oh, anyway, um, there's a new John Green book out this month. Check it out at murphysamandjody.com.